engineered, driven, created. Listening to the B Velocity podcast, and this is episode 15. I'm Sophie. And I'm Deborah, your host, and we'll be joined today with our guest, Sarah Dennis, who has a, lots of various experience in the motorsport industry. We'll be talking about. Hi, uh, hi, I've not quite hi, finished Sarah. introducing you yet, Sarah. <laughs> bear with me, bear with me. We'll be talking okay. to some. <laughs> I'm going to start laughing. We'll be talking about some of her varied job roles, Sarah's TV appearances on this morning, being a motorsport mum, how she's been keeping productive whilst we've been coping with this ongoing global pandemic. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about this evening. Right. Where do we begin? How are you, Sarah? How's everything going? You can say hello now. <laughs> hello now. Hello. I'm too eager to get started, aren't I? <laughs> no, I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Excellent. Good. So just introduce a bit about yourself and um, what you do for our listeners who, who might not have heard of you. How they haven't heard of you, I don't know, but let's give you a little introduction. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, my name's Sarah, as you've mentioned. I'm 42 now, uh, mother of two. I've been in motorsport most of my life. I work for Toka, which those you know what that is, that's uh, Touring Cars, BTC. Previous to that, I worked for Subaru. Um, and in my own time, I actually race cars as well. So I'm heavily into motorsport uh, one way or the other and always have been. So, yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, great. And um, how do you balance sort of being a, a motorsport fan with, with being a mum? Do you know, it, it did start life being quite difficult because I had, there's only sort of two years between my two children. So it was kind of toddler and baby. So kind of motorsport temporarily went a little bit out the window and I was reduced to watching it because as mums out there know, having two children running around, it's near impossible to do anything in the day, let alone go racing or or uh, any other hobbies. But um, once I've got a bit older now, they're a bit more dependable and I can now go back to what I love and um, spend weekends away go racing basically yeah so sort of what sort of age did you think oh okay this is acceptable now for me to leave them so I can go racing <laughs> that's a good question it's hard isn't it because as a mum you never really want to leave them you're always wondering what they're doing um well Harry's now maybe a teenager he's nearly 13 and Abby the youngest is 10 um, and I've probably been active back, certainly doing the most sport roles and track days for the past sort of three or four years. So it's been when they're sort of about sort of eight or nine, sort of around about that age that I thought, okay. I think what it is, is you, you know motor racing is dangerous as well. The back of your mind, that's always there. And I was, you know, I had to think as a mother's hat as well that, you know, I was doing something incredibly dangerous. And when they're two and the other one's like 11 months old and 
it's still breastfeeding one you can't exactly then go and race because it's just you know you've got to be a mother first really yeah but now they've sort of got their own interests I can now go back to doing what I enjoy doing now and sort of bring them along as well yeah I was gonna ask you like I bet they're your biggest fans and they come along with banners and things fair enough no (laughs) oh no (laughs) You, you would think so wouldn't you um Harry's really not bothered with motorsport he's really not bothered at all tried to get into it and uh he's really not not interested oh harry we don't want to push him i know abby was a little bit but i think she just goes to the race meetings because she likes the cheesy chips and um (laughs) things that come with it but uh, the thing is (laughs) exactly cheesy chips are a winner um I mean, they support it. They understand it. They get it. But it is, it is, you know, it's no two ways about it. It is a drain on family life because if you're not doing it, you're preparing the cars or getting them ready or you're in the garden because effectively we've got a garden where we can work on the cars. So you're always busy. Um, but it's trying to find that balance between mum and doing your hobbies and stuff. And it's quite difficult at times, but I just give them credit for Xboxes and then they're happy for at least an hour. <laughs> oh, well, Maybe one day, maybe just slip like a motorsport game in there and then maybe that will help. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try that. (laughs) Um, So you obviously, as well as competing and think, I know you've only just recently kick-started that, but you're also the brain behind Hub Connections. Um, Yes. How did that come about and sort of tell us more about it? Okay, so Hub Connections... um, it was basically an idea I've had in my head for ages. And basically what Hub Connections is, is it's people in the motorsport, it's very much um, who knows who in terms of people getting jobs, which is all well and good if you've already got a job. But if you're someone new to it or a newly qualified mechanic or someone who wants to get into it and you haven't got those contacts, there's nowhere really to go. There's no sort of real recruitment agencies out there that, that cater for that unless you're willing to pay a large amount of money and work for a Formula One team, which let's face it, it's not easy to get into. So I thought there was a real demand to sort of help people of all walks of life get into motorsports. So Hub Connections is basically what it is. It's connecting people. So people put their profile on my website and we've got on their grid girls we, or grid boys. We've got hospitality staff. We've got truck drivers. We've got caterers. We've got mechanics. We've even got drivers on there. So there's a whole host of different staffing levels we're covering. They will post, uh, for example, if you've got a hospitality member of staff, they will post their details to me. I'll put it on our hub. It's all confidential, so you can't see other people's, you know, details. But if you're a team, they have access to it, and they often phone me and say, "Have you got any truck drivers?" And then I can speak to those people and put them in positions. So it's just make basically making those connections for people, so they've got them, and it's going quite well. Although most sorts in a bit, it was possibly the worst time to start my own business because <laughs> I started it just before lockdown, and of course, motorsport was locked right down. And certainly grid girls, hospitality staff, caterers, they're still not really back yet. So, you know, I've got a lot of people on the books, but um, it's starting to open up now and it's starting to certainly get busy on that side of things now. Wow. With regards to um, hub connections, obviously there's like other areas in motorsport. So, for example, um, social media, data engineers, is you know, do those job roles they're in there. Yeah. In there yeah, well? yeah, yeah. I've got those, yeah, I've got those job roles. They sort of fall under the data login. We've got them under the category of technicians, but as a subheading um, heading of technicians, you've then got your data loggers, 
team managers. Um, the whole idea behind it is someone approached me and said, I can't even think of a role out the top of my head, but a role that doesn't currently exist, but there's a niche for it. Then happy we put them on there. I've had a lady who wants to get into PA, booking people, booking tracks, booking hotel rooms. So she's on there. So yeah, happy to put people on there that have got ideas. And the main thing about it now is it's all free. I've done it completely as a voluntary service um just as what will get it up and running more than anything but um if anyone's looking to join motorsport it's a perfect way of trying to get those connections um just get yourself listed and then we can try and get into motorsport guys you heard it here from this amazing lady get involved if you want to get in motorsport either drop us a message and we'll get you right in touch with sarah thank you yeah how's the best way for people to get in touch with you just is it on facebook hub connections yeah, Facebook, or you've got, um, I have actually got a website, Hub Connections, which is www.hubconnections.com. And there's also an Instagram page for that. Um, so they can either message me on there or put a request form on Hub Connections or again, yeah, Facebook, whatever's easier for anyone. Perfect. Perfect. We love a good plug on our podcast. Absolutely <laughs> love a plug. Right. So you lot listening right now, if you've been listening to our podcast, um you would have known in episode seven with daniel simpson um you got a little shout out um did. you did you did indeed um you two have had like an incredible journey together and i must admit some of it's been life-changing for you um could you just explain how your relationship started and where it's at now oh 100 um danny's one of my best friends uh, that showed out we met through Subaru so I worked at Subaru in hospitality daddy was one of our group girls and we just hit it off you know these people instantly just click with and you know they're gonna be friends for life and obviously we're friends for a long time and obviously Danny took this journey about wanting to learn to sort of be a life coach as such but within the motorsport industry which she loves and at the same sort of time I decided to get back to racing after a massive gap sort of 15 years of not racing and in all honesty, my confidence wasn't there. You know, my last race I had 15, 20 years ago, the car blew up on the start line. My confidence was an all-time low. Um, so I definitely needed some help. Mentally, I needed help to get back in the car. Um, and Danny suggested coaching me. And at first, when she first mentioned it, I'm sure she won't mind me saying, and she said, we're going to be doing meditation and all this sort of stuff. But oh, that's not really a bit of me. You know, <laughs> it's going to work with me. But she said, go with it, Sarah. You know, you've been hypnotised before and stuff. So, so, so go with it and see what you think. It'll help me out. I said, OK, Danny, you know, I'll help you out. Best thing I've ever done. Without, without a shadow of a doubt. She knows that. It's the best thing I've ever done. Not only for racing coaching, but all the skills she taught me, I've been able to relate to everyday life as well. And it's made me such a more positive person. But obviously, an awful lot better in the car as well. Um, so from that, me and Danny talk once a day and... Um, yeah she's literally sort of how she can transform someone and that's not just me you know that speak for a lot of her clients it's it's quite remarkable how much she can tap into your brain and give you all these tools to make you a better driver and also a more positive person I I agree I I used to think it was a load of well I won't say the word but um <laughs> I tried it myself you know you can use like apps and stuff but I actually tried it. She even got us to do a breathing exercise. To this day, the five breath exercise, that's that's included in my own routine now because it's it's just set me up for the day. 
you know, if I deal um, with conflict, for example, or a very stressful situation, it's it's the perfect thing to do. Um, and meditation, I, I do it. My friend suggested it. I done a free session with Danielle myself, and it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, I've probably still got things to work on, but those just those little simple things, just include it in your daily life, and it just helps so much. Oh, it's, it's life changing. It's a hundred percent life changing. I mean, even people I know, Danny's worked with that suffer from panic attacks, anxiety with other areas, and just literally probably one session with Danny, and she can sort of tap in, and you you straight away come away feeling a lot better and a lot more ready to cope with 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 life basically so yeah don't knock it i would say until you've tried it so yeah definitely something to consider 100 i agree with that i'm very much the same believer as in well how do you know it won't work you haven't even tried it yet so just exactly be open-minded <laughs> and just go for it um this kind of leads on nicely to the next question because i'm sure you'd say danny's been a big influence in your life but who's been the biggest influence in your own personal life uh you mean a motorsport or just just like in general it doesn't have to be linked to motorsport I, I, I would say my dad to be fair which unfortunately he sadly passed away which was obviously my driving force to obviously get back competitively racing um so yeah I've always even as a small child wanted to make your dad and your mum proud um so that's sort of the ethos I'm kind of sort of taking on now thinking that make dad proud I'm going to do that I'm going to do that that make dad proud um so yeah I'd say that's who I still look up to now even now and yeah definitely my dad I agree because like my granddad passed away from the c word um he's been a massive influence in terms of my life and to this day you know it's like if I see a little robin anywhere, I think, oh, there he is. He's just keeping an eye on me. Or if something happens at Silverstone, because that, that's the local track to me and that's where I used to work, you know, I'll always go to a place um, at the track and just have a little moment. You know, just because someone's gone doesn't mean they've left us, but they're always going to be 100% proud. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree with that. And it's trying to take that, you know, I could have gone to pieces when my dad went just before my first race. Um, but I didn't. I took, you know, with working with Danny, I took that massive negative and, like I said, used that as my driving force to do well, as opposed to thinking, oh, I can't do this anymore. He's not around. Oh, I can't. You know, I had to flip it on its head and view it a different way. Um, and that really does help. Hmm. And you did do amazing, didn't you? I, did, I probably shot myself a bit actually I, I knew after my first sessions with Danny I went out and tested the car first and bear in mind this car I hadn't I'd brought probably six seven years ago and hadn't actually driven it been in storage um and I went out to a track I hadn't driven for again 15-20 years and I knew what lap times that car could do with the previous owner and I knew what my best lap times were and I thought if I could be where I was 15 years ago I'm actually happy with that because I'm a mum now I'm 42 I'm old I've not been training and I went out and I managed to knock five seconds off my best lap time and obviously beat the previous driver's lap time in the car as well and I was astonished so when it came to race day I thought that's all I can hope for it's just hit that personal best and I beat it again <laughs> another second <laughs> yeah. and got driver of the day so it, it, it went it went better than I could have hoped it would have went and the car bless it it it, it died afterwards but 
<laughs> the race. So, um, yeah, couldn't have asked for it to have gone better. Really couldn't have. So, I'm very pleased. That's amazing. Do you think that was probably your dad looking over you as well, actually pushing you along, giving you that few extra, that, yeah. pushing you along? <laughs> I 100% agree. I could even, because my dad always was every race me. He was there. And you'd have your set routines, you'd pull up in the assembly area, and my dad used to have this thing, he used to fiddle with the car, and he used to drive me insane just before going out. He'd be like, oh, I've just got to fix this. I'm like, oh, it. Um, <laughs> and it was a bit weird going to assembly area without him again. But once again, Danny had taught me how to deal with that so I was fine but um, we made sure between me and daddy we had all these visual what we call affirmations in the car ready to help me channel dad and go quicker so it sounds bizarre but it does work I a bit like you with the robin I have a wagtail which when my dad was ill this wagtail used to just appear outside the hospital very bizarrely and we went that's that spirit animal um so we had the car painted in wagtail colors and then I had a little wagtail printed up put it on the um on the dash of the car and then a day before I was racing I did a visualization technique with with Danny which is basically sitting there thinking why you're doing it whilst looking at the wagtail so when it comes to the race all I had to do was look at this visual aid and straight away my mind's going to my dad's there I'm doing this for my dad da, 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 da. and it just gives you you know you're able to continue and, and do it to your best of your abilities really I love that. I love that. And how um, have you had your second race? Well, I actually had a second race that day. Probably in the day weekend. Um, and then we just had this nightmare with COVID. So a lot, a lot of my race meetings were cancelled straight away again. Um, and then the next few race meetings I've got with my championship clash with touring cars. Um, so obviously touring cars being my job. Um, that takes precedence at the moment uh, but I have actually I can exclusively reveal I've signed up hopefully all being well for another race in a different car funny enough I'm um, going to be racing in November uh, for a remembrance race so it runs it's a 12-hour race and it runs overnight Mission Motorsport um, yeah Motorsport yeah it's a Clio we're racing so it's um, you're hearing it first because I've not announced it anywhere here yet uh, so yeah that'll be done in November obviously running 10th to 11th through the night so uh, we've just got two more drivers to sign up um, it's all looking very promising so yeah I'll be out definitely then um, and then I've got a couple of races I'm hoping to get into with the Fiesta because uh, now I've got the bug I just, just want to get that going again but Covid has really hindered us this year because obviously as you know the touring car calendar has been condensed um, and all the other race meetings have been condensed and our championships probably got about seven race meetings whereas normally it would have 10 or 12 so it does have a knock-on effect all the way down the ladder covid really oh what what actually got you into being a racing driver i got asked this today fair enough to pop into brown patch fair enough um it's a really bizarre story most people will say my parents were into it and yeah naturally I was round the tracks and got into it mine was complete opposite I was into horses and I apparently by all accords was being a nightmare child to my mother and my mum's gone get her out of the house to my dad my dad couldn't think of anywhere to go and he thought I'll try that brand hatch you know practice motor racing it's good fun I must have been eight um and he took me there and I watched the first few laps and went dad I'm gonna do this he looked at me and no you're not I went no I am and he was insistent I wasn't going to get into motorsport. And he tried to put me off by doing early drive, as it was then at Brands Hatch, then go-karting. Um, and 
and I think what was brilliant for me to give me this passion, my dad didn't, I never had any financial help. And back then sponsors were really a big thing. So every penny I earned went on getting the car out there. And I think the deciding factor was I needed a race car to go racing, couldn't afford one. And I decided to turn my road car into a race car and I stripped it out. And my dad come back from work and he went, what have you done? He went, that's the point of no return. I went, yeah, no. <laughs> um so he helped me out as best he could but we both at the point at that time weren't really that mechanically minded we even a funny story the first race we turned up to for anyone that knows racing and how you tow cars there we'd hired a trailer and we got there and everyone flopped to the car oh strange don't really know anyone how did you get that car here i just traded it he went how's it attached to the trailer i went it's on it they went have you not ratchet strapped it or connected it to anything i went no I didn't even know what ratchet straps were. So ratchet straps tie the car to the trailer. So the car just sat on the trailer. <laughs> I, I, this day, I don't know how we got it there. But that just goes to show the knowledge. I didn't have someone pushing me going, oh, I love you to get into motorsport. If anything, everyone was dead against it and trying to push me away from it. But um, that's how it happened. It was just by me being a naughty little girl and being taken to the circuit. <laughs> that was that. Did you know oh, it's a great story. I'm I'm as stubborn as anything, and I, I'm ashamed to admit it. And to be honest, that's probably something I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. How are you finding getting sponsorship? Because I know, and this is a lovely lady again, Michelle. Remind me of her surname. Yeah, Michelle Lawson. Yeah, she's she's on your car. Uh, she sponsored mm-hmm. you. Um, how are you finding getting sponsorship at the minute? Or are you finding it's all self-funded? A lot of motor racing self-funded, which yeah. is, for me, club level sport. I have, I've been, I've been incredibly lucky this time around. And, and it has really been luck because all the other years previously, that's what's taken me so long to get back, is, is money. I've had some brilliant sponsors. Um, I've had someone from Zero Point Technologies. They've helped me out. Uh, Pure Track, they've helped me out. Michelle's helped me out. Danny's obviously done all my coaching for me. Uh, very good sponsor, Matt Lewis Motorsport. Um, didn't really know him before. And I'd put a question up about some brakes, and straight away he sent me the brakes. And then he just keeps sending me bits for the car. Um, I've had a you know signage company uh, sponsor me, Taylor Decors. So I've just I've just hit lucky. I've just been really lucky. And I just hope I can continue with those sponsors. And, uh, you know, again, for a year. Um, so, yeah, big thank I mean, without those guys, simple as, I would have not been out there. There's no way I could have funded that. Um, so, yeah, it, for me, personally, it's not been that bad this year round. But uh, yeah. I do appreciate touring cars. I'll see the other side of it and teams trying to get budget. And the, the problem is, if, you, if you've got a big company and you've sponsored a touring car and you've furloughed half your staff and they're still on furlough, it's then very difficult for them to justify sponsoring a race car. It, mm. it, 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 you know, it, it's just unethical. So, you know, I know the further up the ladder you go, it's, it's, it's a very hard place. And I'll tell you what, you know, hats off to those guys racing in touring cars, but they've got the sponsors. Uh, you know, at this time in this era with COVID, it's, it's quite incredible, really. Well, hopefully, Sarah, that luck um, continues for you and you still manage to you know, get racing, do the race of remembrance, which hopefully um, we'll both be at, fingers crossed. And um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really glad you've been able to get out there at least once. <laughs> so far. I'll be more, don't worry. I will. I'll get back out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also, um, you've also been up to a few other things. 
So you've been a model on this morning and also you've been a grid gal, um, you know, amongst your other roles that you've mentioned in touring cars. So just explain a bit more about, I mean, how that came about. Was the grid gailing linked to the modelling or vice versa? <laughs> Do you know what? No, it's a funny story, the grid girl thing, actually, because it was a one-off. Um, <laughs> I, I had done it previously, years and years ago, and I'm talking like 30 years ago. But obviously I'm 42. I didn't think I'd ever be back on the grid again. And, and it all stemmed from it was a bet. <laughs> so what happened was I'd had a bet with uh, when I worked at Subaru with one of um, Ash Sutton's sponsors. And basically a lovely couple. And um, they said to me, they, they never wanted to go on the grid. They never ever went on the grid to, to sort of see Ash and stuff. They were quite happy to sort of sit in the hospitality unit. And with something or another, we got, got on to, they said, oh, if we went on the grid, would you put on a grid girl's outfit? And I'd been going, nah, 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 nah. Because, you know, I'm not the slimmest person in the world. And, you know, those girls that stand in, they've got these beautiful tight dresses. I was like, oh, no, no, no. So I won't fit in one of those dresses. And uh, they kept saying to me, oh, brands is the last round, you know. Uh. I was just like, yeah, nah. I said, we'll get you on the grid, though. And uh, it comes to the day, and I was feeling good spirits. And they said to me, they went, we're going to go on the grid, there." I went, ah, they said, you're going to go and try the dress on. And the hospitality unit at the time was quite quiet. So I said, all right, I'll go and see if I can get the spare dress on. So I went on, put it on, walked downstairs. They're like, oh, my God, it looks amazing. I went, thanks, thanks, like that. And this thing, I literally had to get the girls to, like, put it on me. You know, like, it was going to take two of us to get the thing on. And uh, I stood there, and our manager at the time, Vicky, she went, oh, Sarah, that looks amazing. And I was like, oh, no, no, I don't feel very confident. She went, you're going on grid. I went, oh, no, 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 I'm not. She went, no, you are. <laughs> And uh, they said, who do you want a grid for? Do you want a grid for Ash or, or Sina? And I went, oh, there's quite a high chance that Ash is going to be pole and I do not want to be on the camera. So I said, let's go for Senna. So Senna's sort of normally mid-grid or sort of near the top-ish, but cameras aren't normally there. So I went, I'll go Senna. Senna got pole position, didn't they? So <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Um, it was quite an experience, but I hadn't told anyone, obviously, because I didn't know I was going to do it. So the next time my friends were going mad, I'm like, yeah, the next one you're doing for him. And Senna, I think was, his face must have been a picture, because afterwards he was like, I pull up at the grid and you're standing there. I was like, I'm so sorry, Senna. <laughs> <laughs> so the grid girl was completely the fluke. Um, this morning modelling, I've been doing that for, God, I don't know, I've been doing that uh, for four years. And that was another one of those fluky, chance things um that was a day trip to london with my son and it used to be when the studios were at south bank and you used to be able to see them i said harry oh that's that this morning we watched and we watched it the following morning and they had a competition i think it was for mother's day or something with a makeover and harry went i'm gonna enter you into that so i was like right okay harry no one wins these things but okay yeah go on and uh he did and i heard nothing of it few months went by and I just randomly got a phone call one evening and this woman said oh it's who was it at the time I can't remember it was Anna I think her name was and she said it's Anna from ITV this morning who's this having a practical joke uh we want you to be one of our models someone's fallen out can you be a model tomorrow um so literally I agreed to it and that was that I just got on really well with all the girls there and um obviously it was quite a regular thing before Covid um they are starting to get some of the models back now very slowly but um we've we've had to do a lot of filming from home which oh, i can't begin to tell you the stress you know you, you're going live millions of homes and you're in the living room begging the dog not to bark if the postman knocks as you're on your own with a laptop 
<laughs> just about to model something. So that that has been a very bizarre, bizarre thing to be involved with. Studios is a completely different environment, but uh, yeah, doing it from home is just very strange. <laughs> wow. Well, aren't we lucky to be speaking to a this morning model? <laughs> <laughs> I do for all the real women out there, all the real women. <laughs> um, so when you were um, growing up, we're going, going to go back a bit, and not because you keep mentioning you're 42 as if, if, as if you're 84, because 42 is <laughs> a normal age, so you have to stop that. <laughs> when you were growing up, um, were, were you interested in, in girls or boys' toys? And I say that, you know, in the nicest PC way possible. Um, I guess I'm interested in how you how you got into it as, yeah, as well. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. No, I was I was literally 50-50. So I had my Barbie dolls, um, and I loved them. But equally, I played with just as much my Matchbox cars uh, with the roadmap. And I was apparently I can't really remember, but I was apparently quite tomboyish according to my mum. So I was always in trousers as opposed to dresses and skirts um and then obviously once I got into cars then I wanted to be a mechanic um so generally then I was always into sort of car things and it sort of gradually went from there but yeah it's a very small child I remember vividly playing with Barbies and Matchbox cars and, and my friends at school go why why are you playing with boys toys you know you're playing with Matchbox cars but um whether or not that was the start of things, I don't know. But uh, I've still got those cars, actually. They're, they're, my son's got them now. Do you know what? You've just explained me growing up. See, I had go. all the Barbies. I had all. I, I wanted all the horsey ones. But no, my brother, he, he had remote-controlled cars. He had mini micro-machines. He had Transformers. You name it. I, I wanted to play with them. We had scale electric sets. Uh, no Barbie no I want to play with them I'm I was pretty much a tomboy and I still am I think the good thing is now we can be I mean children grow up now you know someone won't think anything of it of a little boy pushing a pram when we were growing up people were like, oh no you can't you can't do that you know if it was a boy no you can't push that sorry you shouldn't really be playing matchbox cars um but now it's, it's I think it's a lot more easier for um for children to be able to not be defined and be able to play with toys whereas before it was literally that's your girls section, that's your boys section, and you shouldn't be playing with boys toys. <laughs> this is a great question because today this actually happened at work. So someone goes to me, what what colour would you pick if you was a girl or a boy? And I'm like, you're going to say you want me to say pink, but actually you can pick whatever colour you want because it doesn't really matter. Um, and, it, and it's true, you know, pick whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, has it affected me? No, I had a pink group when I was younger, but guess what? It's not now, you know, we all, we all change. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you had a similar childhood. Yeah, movie. yeah it was very much girls meant to be girls. And I, I must admit, there is, a, there is a massive difference to racing and being in motorsport now to when it was when I did it. I mean, to give you an example now, you know, this weekend we've got two females doing British Story Cars, which is phenomenal and amazing and history-breaking in a sense. But obviously when I first started racing, I was one female, and, you know, you go to race meeting now, you'll probably see, you know, probably four or five, maybe more than that women at a whole meeting. There was just always me, 
there, there was no other females in any other championships. And to be fair, all the other drivers were lovely to me, you know, even though it was very strange. Spectators, however, weren't. Um, you know, and they used to think it's acceptable to go, oh, you should be racing car. What are you doing? Get in the kitchen. You know, that was acceptable to say to me, apparently. God, you wouldn't say that now to a woman. But um, even when I wanted to be a mechanic, again, that was like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Even my dad, bless him, was a bit like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, but I did it. And again, it was quite unusual that I was a female doing it. But now people are like, what's the problem with a female doing it? Which should be a problem. They can do it just as well as any man, you know? It's no strength involved as such you know it's it, it should be welcome to everyone you know just like hairdressers now a lot of hairdressers are male before they're all female so it's you just do what you want to do you know it shouldn't matter what sex you are at all yeah that's the message that b velocity promotes as i'm sure you you know yeah. you're and that's part of the reason that you're here because you know you're you're inspirational for a lot of people listening um who might potentially think about going into motorsport themselves, but aren't in the high end, you know, they're not in, in the karting world, they're not quite there yet, but your story being, you know, normal, like you say, self-funded, and we've had other guests that are very similar to that. It's, you know, it's, for me, it's more inspirational when, it, when it's that way. Um, it's oh, the thing is, anyone can do it. You know, if you, if you want to do something and you want to get into road racing, then you can do it. You've just got to believe you can do it if you want something enough you will do I mean we've all seen sort of disabled people get behind the wheel um you know look at Nicholas Hamilton how well he's doing and it, it just goes to proof if your mindset's right and you want to do something even if you haven't got the funding you try hard enough you will get to where you want to be mm. I know a few drifters who um are disabled and honestly the the controls on their cars they're insane and they absolutely go ham and leather with it. They really do, you know, and they're competing with people who have full use of their legs and they're paralysed. You know, it, it's absolutely incredible. Really inspirational. Um, those, those sort of people, I love it when they beat them. Oh, I love it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so who is your sort of biggest inspiration in motorsport, would you say? Um, I know who mine was and um, I always struggled in most to find someone who I sort of looked up to but now I've got a clear winner and that is Billy Monger about a, a shadow of a doubt is Billy Monger um, and that's just basically because his journey is, is, is again like we said it, it's inspirational and for those that don't know Billy Monger Billy's a lovely young lad that um, lost both his race uh, both his legs racing and instead of like most people thinking right that's it I'm never getting behind the wheel of a car the first thing he said when he came out of a coma was, can I get back in a race car? And he's done so well for himself. And, and like behind the scenes trying to get, um, you know, trying to get into certain formulas he's wanted to get into. He's had to like legally fight battles to get back in the car, not just sponsors and, you know, medical reasons. He's, he's had, you know, battles, court battles to try and get, you know, himself back in a car. And he's done it. And he's done so well for himself. And for my kids, we were there the day it happened, the accident, and we were there right where it happened. Oh, wow. And obviously, I explained to the kids what was going on, and it was horrible, the helicopter went off. But equally, we were there the day he did his... He, he walked for the first time, which was at Brands Hatch, and he did a sponsored walk, and the kids were there with me. And they did a lot of their pocket money, gave a lot of their pocket money to Billy to, um, you know, help him get back racing. And for them to see what he's doing now, it's just such a lovely 
message and journey to show people never give up you know and they've seen this poor lad you know what he went through and how horrific it was but then bounced back in such you know an amazing way so without a shadow of doubt he's my inspirational sort of look up to in motor school he's he's a phenomenal individual it's like the company I work for we've we've done bits with him what he done for comic relief oh my oh, yeah. word wow oh absolutely yeah I watched that and that was just um incredible makes you love him even more really and the fact he's so humble with it as well and um I know his mum and she's she's so lovely absolutely lovely lady very grounded normal family um so yeah no that's uh, that's my inspirational person is is uh, young Billy <laughs> what a fantastic person to choose as well and Billy if you're li- if by a very slim chance you're listening to our <laughs> podcast please send us a message and we will interview you as well. And maybe we'll even invite Sarah, seeing that she's such a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> In fact, uh, I'll bloody pester him as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> like, like, like Sophie's just said, he's inspired so, so many people. And he does support the girls as well. And oh, 100%, yeah. 100% supports us girls. And I... And planning, this is another exclusive for B Velocity. Yes, I am planning series two of the podcast. Yes, I am going to find more incredible, amazing people because you are out there. There are disabled female drivers and I want to talk to them because people need to know about you guys because you are so inspiring. And come on, you know. (laughs) <laughs> we're in motorsport you know let's celebrate this you know phenomenal thing that we're a part of and you know we're like superhumans you know we can do anything I'm sorry I'm getting excited here but yeah, it's, it's true, true. Yeah. it's genuinely true it's like yes Covid's happened I done a fire walk and that's opened my eyes didn't hurt my feet walked over fire and I bet everyone was like oh, oh I wouldn't do that I'll burn my feet. Well, actually, as you said earlier, don't mock it until you tried it. Because it's exactly. all about exactly. what goes on in here. And it's very true. And the motorsport is one thing I'm, I'm very proud to be part of because it's such a lovely community. I mean, I'm part of something called, um, you might have seen it, Positive Pit Stop. Yes. Um, and Shout that out is to such... Paul and Tony because they do a fantastic yeah, job that. They do. They do yeah. an amazing job. And uh, me and Dad have been trying to help them out as much as possible with it because it's, it's obviously they're giving their time. Obviously, Paul's not being paid for it. That was Tony. And, you know, our message out there, not that we have, you know, a lot of people instantly online with us, but the whole message is, is that you're not alone because obviously mental health affects everyone in every walks of life. And motorsport can be a bit guarded people sort of don't admit it and a lot of that you know I've had discussions with this in Paul is part of the reason with motorsport licenses is you it says do you or have you ever suffered from depression and if you tick no bye bye license um which is wrong and me and Paul spoken about trying to see if anything can be done about that because it that shouldn't be the case because most people suffer from something mental health and, and they shouldn't have to hide it just to keep a license um, but it's such a positive place to be because we can all share our feelings. It's a place to come and it's, it's, it's brilliant. And that's what I love about motorsport is there's things like that available. I'm not saying it's not with football. I don't really know. I don't get involved with that. But 
motorsport is a family 100 percent is a family and it will look after you when you most need it and again going back to billy you know and billy was at its lowest all the fundraising that was done for him from motorsport fans just goes to show what a lovely environment it is to be involved with and we're us you know us here we're part of that and yeah yeah yeah. yeah, we're we're influencing people sophie i can't tell you the amount of people that have asked for you when i've been at a track saying oh we're safe where is she is she okay um you know she's not very active on socials i was like she'll be here when she's here (laughs) you know we get messages saying oh you've helped inspire us or oh can can i come on your podcast and i'm like yeah of course you can love to interview you um you know the possibilities are endless especially with b velocity because it's all about going in that direction at speed and accelerating and that's what we've done for so many people oh, you have, have, i mean I'm yeah. shout out to you guys you've been you've always been you know we knew each other um, yeah. you've always been there supporting me and it's so nice having that you know if i post up you've reposted it and it's it's such a lovely boost to know someone's there behind you you know silently pushing you and going go on girl go on girl go on yeah. girl you know that you know there's there's girls out there and and we're showing them that things are possible and we we've We've got to carry on. And have indeed. Yeah. We can wow. do it. Oh. We can yeah. do it. <laughs> I think that's a good uh good note to wrap up the podcast on. But before we go, Sarah. <laughs> oh, why do I feel nervous now? Yeah. <laughs> um, we've been asking our guests for their favorite song to listen to when they're driving because we're building an epic uh, playlist on Spotify for everybody to listen to when they're behind the wheel. So I'm not sure if you've, you've uh, prepared one, if you already knew about this, but if you, if you didn't... No, I didn't. One. You've caught me on the spot there, yeah. Um, what song are you okay, going to so this... Oh! Do you know what? This is a really old one. You're probably not even going to know it. Um, trust I like... me. Trust <laughs> me. My, my music knowledge is, is epic. Good? Yeah. Is it good? Um, yeah, I've won quizzes. Just, just saying. I would say, well, I'm going to take one from my old racing days because I've got so many new ones now, like Eminem, which is I'm Not Afraid, and which really motivational sort of songs with lyric. I don't know if it's a really old one. It used to get me really in the mood. It was Sneak, and it was, I'm sure it was called Touch the Sky. Do you know it? Yeah. Oh, you no, do know no. it? Oh. oh, I'm an old little raver, you know, in, in the old background. Oh, Right, Sonic. Because I remember that song she done feels so good when you touch me i feel like... i think that's the lyric sorry people I've, if i've just like killed a cat <laughs> i'm not gonna even attempt to sing because i really can't so I'm it. I'll, I'll i've got it i'll get it it's on there we i'll tell you what our playlist when i'm having one of those days i i, I literally just you know i'll sit at my desk at work and be like right i need to be inspired and i just i just put this playlist on and i'm like boom let's go i'm gonna have to get this playlist i need this playlist and let's search it yeah <laughs> definitely is there a particular, particular meaning behind the song for you or is it just one that just makes you happy it was it was like the music the beat and the one i've been listening to recently was my dad's favorite song which we always used to play going racing and we had it at his funeral which is why danny had to do a lot of coaching with me on it because i was worried it would take away 
yeah and as it was it motivated me and I had it on the way to the race meeting I went on and it really 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 helped and it's a really old classic and it's called that's just the way it is by Bruce Hornsby but that that motivates me that's a song I have to listen to before going racing not to get me psyched up but more I'm in the zone I'm mm. going racing well I'm sure that Deborah is now going to say that you can potentially maybe maybe if you blink and <laughs> you can have two songs <laughs> if we can find it it will go on there it will go on there. yeah i'll give you a challenge i know those two two oldies <laughs> well I, I found i found sonic but i can't oh, found it yeah but I'm... I'm not sure if the song was called um touch the sky if that was the lyrics in it if i'm honest i've got I'm a song called it harder for it. Fly. i do that all the time oh no i'm terrible i'm terrible with songs i have to find it to you and i'll instagram it to you because it's on my playlist somewhere so i will know the name of it There's, <laughs> I, found, I found a song and it's called sky but if you could like clarify i'll listen to it and check it's one. the right one yeah yeah well, we're sure it's going to be a great choice anyway, and it's going to go on the playlist now, so everybody's going to get to hear it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's a great way um, to add to the playlist and a great way to end the podcast. And you've been a joy. You've, you know, positive vibes all the way. I can tell you're close to Danny, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for um, coming on and we wish you all the best with, the race and hopefully you get to go to a few more um either at the end of the year or next year hopefully as well am i oh, right thinking once again guys no no problem am i right in thinking you've uh, put in for formula woman you are correct i have indeed i have indeed i, I qualify because um of lack of experience because <laughs> i've only done one race at the moment in like 15 years so yeah that's um going on behind the scenes first assessment day typically it's for in Carmington um so i'm waiting for the next set of assessment dates i've got my online test tomorrow um so that's a great way for any women out there that are looking to get into motorsport and haven't got the budget have a look at it formulawoman.com um the entries are still open till september it's a 99 pound registration fee um i see a lot of women out there trying to get sponsorship now don't go and get sponsorship you don't need it um you literally sign on there do an online test with you and then you'll have an assessment and if they think you've got what it takes then they will carry you forward a bit further so definitely if you you know you haven't got a way of getting into it haven't got a car have a look at that now and there we are parting wisdom <laughs> from motorsport sarah to motorsport sarah. <laughs> so, i love that how we both got similar tags i don't know <laughs> i know we've got similar tags similar colors similar sound names we're on it we are absolutely on it <laughs> I feel like I feel like there should yeah. be like a cal- uh, a collaboration between you two, and I think it'd be great. We should because we're both opposite sort of motorsport as such with what we do, but we're both very similar. <laughs> so it's very strange. Networking at its best, right? We will, we will. Sarah, right. you're amazing. Everyone's been amazing tonight. I've absolutely loved talking to you. I'm so glad that we've had you on. And we'll leave you to carry on the rest of your evening and have a marvellous weekend and hopefully we'll have some sunshine. Indeed. Well, thanks very much once again, guys. Take care. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Bye. See you later, guys. Bye.
It was so nice to finally catch up with Sarah and learn about her experiences. If you think you'll benefit from some additional support, then we would recommend contacting Hub Connections. If you wish to help her carry on her love for racing, then please do get in contact with her herself. We wish her all the best in her ventures and hopefully we'll catch up with her at some point in person at a racetrack soon. Just before we go, I just want to say how incredible it is to have you back, Sophie, with us. You have been missed and hopefully you won't disappear much more. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Thank you. If you want to show some love for your favourite podcast by leaving us a review and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and the Anchor app, then please do so. Thanks for listening to the Be Velocity podcast. Stay tuned for next week's exciting episode. And if you'd like to get involved in building our community, then please drop us a DM. And on that lovely note, it's goodbye from me. And bye from me. Laters. Engineered. Proven. By females. Velocity. 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 Velocity.